Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They have overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome everyone to Uplifting Women podcast. My name is Kristen Strunk and I'm here with my co-host, Holly Tesca. And we are joined today by Holly Mealy as the president and founder of the nonprofit The Right Relief Incorporated, based in Menominee Falls and serving caregivers in the Milwaukee area. Starting in September of 2019, Holly and the Relief Squad, Right Relief Volunteers, began making meals for local caregivers who were caring for loved ones in their homes, anywhere from elderly parents to a newborn baby. Group meals also began at Kathy's house and the Ronald McDonald house prior to COVID. Holly set a goal for 5,475 meals or belly hugs, as she calls them, in total. This number is in honor of her late father, Rob, and is the number of meals the family shared together during Holly's childhood growing up in Peshtigo. Diane, her mother, and Kelly, her sister, were both caregivers for Rob for several years and Holly witnessed the extreme love and support they both put into making sure his needs were met. This often leads to their own needs going by the wayside. Holly and the Relief Squad intend to provide relief in the form of home-cooked meals to area caregivers so that they have the feeling that someone is caring for them too and that they're not going it alone. Holly and her family were the recipients of many such meals during her father's illness and they have always had the pay-it-forward attitude and love to bake and cook for others. You can find them at the website www.therightreliefinc.org or emailing Holly at therightreliefinc at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Holly, thank you so much for being here with us today. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear a little bit more about what got you started on this journey. Hi, yes, great. Um, I'm excited to share more. So I was a full-time teacher actually for um, eight years and then part-time at a daycare for three years before I decided to um, do this right relief full-time. So how it kind of started is I had my own children and it was just getting to be a little bit too much to do the full-time teaching, take care of her and decided 
to do the part-time for a while, stay home, but I was looking for a little something more, you know, maybe volunteering or something. And I ended up visiting a friend of mine, um, Leah and her son, Jordy at Ronald McDonald house in summer of 2019. And I was blown away by the facility and just the kitchens were, I mean, brand new state of the art, stainless steel, all, you know, everything you would want in a kitchen. And they, my friend Leah was able to get a dinner, a leftover dinner from the refrigerator there and the kitchen by her room. And I just thought that was such a cool idea. She was very excited by it. You know, she'd had a long day, obviously, at the hospital. And it obviously made me think um, of my own family and the time that we had spent at the hospital. And mostly we were in Madison or Green Bay and never stayed at any Ronald McDonald house. Ate a lot of fast food, hospital cafeteria food. Um, so I was intrigued and I picked up some information at Ronald McDonald House about volunteering there, learned about their family dinner program where volunteers can come in and make a dinner for all of their guests, which is like 75 people. So I obviously couldn't do that alone. I was going to need volunteers or friends to help me. I was going to need money to purchase all the groceries for that many people. So you know, I started thinking about that a little bit and kind of in conjunction with my daughter's birthday that summer, she was turning two. I uh, I like to bake and I had some time that summer. I was off and decided to just start baking a bunch of different cakes to see what would be the best kind for her and what tasted good. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with all this cake? <laughs> like we can't eat all this, right? <laughs> a cake every couple of days. So trying to combine kind of my love for baking and giving food to others, like who can I give this to? Um, who would enjoy a treat? My parents, like I said, always, um, we had neighbors over for like my, <laughs> my dad would call them like fancy hors d'oeuvres or like you know, heavy hors d'oeuvres, he would say. And then we didn't need to eat dinner after or making pies. My mom is a big pie maker, making them for, you know, all our holiday gatherings, giving them to people at her work, her office. My dad would make homemade pizzas for our neighbors if they helped him with the project because he was not handy at all. He could cook, but could not do the handy work of our, yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, I wanted to be able to give back big food to people and a larger scale and that's kind of how the Right Relief started. So, Sounds like food was yeah. a real important cornerstone <laughs> in your family's life for a very long period of time. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds that's a, like that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think society in general, mm -hmm. you know, we're very food oriented. Let's think, yeah. let's be real. Every time we get together, there's food. <laughs> Doesn't matter what mm -hmm. the occasion, there's always food. Gotta have food, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very yes. interesting. That was my my dad's philosophy for sure. <laughs> so Holly, as you started Right Relief, mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you were thinking of? As you said, you had to assemble volunteers and raise money. And it doesn't sound like that was something that was in your background. So how did you get okay. started at doing that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I had a lot of support from my husband, Kyle. He, We are, we are very opposite in the he's outgoing and social and just no problems too small. And let's just do this. It's, you know, we can do this. And I'm more laid back, reserved, um, definitely had some, well, people aren't going to give me money for this, you know, kind of that doubt in the back of my mind, like, is this really going to work? You know, I'm like, I don't even know, could we even finish this goal in, in 10 years? I don't know. So definitely a lot of encouragement and support from him. And then of course my my sister, Kelly, my mom, my extended family. And then I had a lot of um, teachers that I have worked with, retired teachers that were also looking for uh, volunteer opportunities or ways to help. And teachers, I think in general, are just very, again, food oriented, 
always have that Friday treats in the, in the staff lounge. Um, love going, you know, we had a little group that we would go out to dinner with on the weeknights sometimes, you know, after the retired group and those of us who ended up staying home with our kids. And so definitely got a lot of support from them, my family. So in September, I, um, of that year, I actually went to, um, Marquette Law School. They have like a pro bono legal clinic that a friend of mine told me about. She was on a board of another nonprofit and I, took them like the articles of incorporation and just some of that legal paperwork um, to say, Hey, like, could you look at this? I have no idea what I'm doing. Is this, is this what I need to start a nonprofit or, um, and it was very helpful. I had taken a picture of myself outside of Marquette and posted it on my Facebook page and kind of like up to a new adventure, you know, and it, it did catch a lot of my friends attention and had got comments on it and, because I obviously wasn't going back to school. They knew, you know, so it was, yeah, it got people curious. And then um, shortly after that, I we launched the Right Relief Facebook page and just started, you know, we offered prizes for, you know, we're going to get to 100 likes. We'll make you some of our Right Relief cookies, try to make it fun. Um, I posted three times a day on that page to begin with. Uh, my husband did manage some Facebook pages um, with his work. And he was all, you have to, you have to do three times if you want people to see you. And so from someone who is a little more laid back and not as social, that was like a big change for me, but it was just little things like, you know, what are you having for lunch today? Here's my lunch, you know, food oriented little posts or whatever to kind of, again, just get engagements and, and that kind of thing. And it, it, it worked. We ended up then starting a our first fundraiser, which was t-shirts that had our logo and, you know, ask me how to help a caregiver on the back sold, you know, all of them that we had ordered about 25. I think Um, we, we've started it as like a founder 50. So you could be a founder of the right relief if you donated $50. And again, most were family and then close friends and, but it got us started and it's kind of how we started. So I ended up talking with, um, I started volunteering at Ronald McDonald House that fall as well. I got in touch with Kathy's house and they were able to get, get us in sooner to make a meal because Ronald McDonald House, their calendar is always full. There's so many groups that want to get in there to cook, but Kathy's house is less known. It's smaller. Um, and we were able to do our first meal there in November. So how many meals have you guys done? How many meals so far? Yeah, We are at um, 3,100. So wow. 3,100. Yeah. So wow. my, my initial 10 year goal is now down to about five. So <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. somebody, you know, uh, you and I, it was funny how we were connected. Mm-hmm. It's like the universe brings you what you need at the right time. Yeah. And, um, you know, my dad had taken ill and was yeah. living with us for a few weeks and you graciously offered. Thankfully mm-hmm. I had family that stepped in and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and offered to to help with some of the, the cooking during the crazy time, but yeah, mm-hmm. people forget and you're right. The natural tendency is to just grab what's nearby, whether mm-hmm. it's healthy or not. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're already stressed because this event is going on, Mm-hmm. that's probably not the right kind of choices to be making in terms of what you're eating and how you're mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, you know? So that's mm-hmm. really inspiring. I I absolutely love that. That's a very interesting point you raise about um, Marquette Law School helping mm-hmm. you to set that up. 
Yeah. I'd love mm-hmm. if you have a link mm-hmm. to, we could put include mm-hmm. in our show notes maybe yep, for, for sure. that, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, anybody who wants to do that, that's a really important resource to mm-hmm. be able to tap into. I, I can only imagine that's kind of scary. <laughs> yes. It was a little intimidating walking in there with, I didn't know what to expect. And these, yeah, you think of a lawyer as someone kind of intimidating, you know, but no, it was very, uh, very helpful and no question, you know, was too silly. And um, there were students as well that were taking notes during it and then sent, you know, email me all those notes, which was nice. And so, yeah, I've, I've shared it, shared it actually just recently with someone who um, is thinking of becoming a 501c3. So yeah. I have to tell you, you guys got a really cool website. Oh, so, thanks. So yeah. whoever did it, did a great yeah. job. That's my husband. <laughs> well, you can tell him he yeah. did a great, great, great. job. Oh. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to point out to our um, folks, you, you, you guys got some opportunities to be able to donate. Looks mm-hmm. like you got some, a little bit of swag on there that you sell, some aprons. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Some ornaments. So lots of different ways that people can contribute to your cause um, mm-hmm. for as little as, you know, $12 here. And yep. uh, really, really, really cool. Oh, yes. I see the counter on here. 3,155 yeah. meals. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really, yeah, that's amazing. So congratulations on that. Thank just, you. Just from an idea of mm-hmm. meeting someone at uh, Ronald McDonald House and seeing mm-hmm. what they had set up. That's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes. It's still shocking to me, kind of, <laughs> two years later. <laughs> well, what's the most surprising yeah. part of it? Is it that people were actually willing to jump on the bandwagon with you or something else? Um, yes, it's it's very different than teaching. Um, I always, from a very young age, wanted to be a teacher and just assumed that that's what I would be doing. Um, you know, I, I've seen so many teachers have babies and then take their maternity leave and come back and and be, act like it's business as usual. And for me, that just wasn't, wasn't the case. And so I'm glad that I was able to find something else that, you know, I'm passionate about and it's fulfilling. So, but other surprising things I would say is uh, how many people say to me, oh, well, I know someone oh, I know this person who cares for so-and-so or, you know, oh, I, I could send you a name, you know, it, it's, so that I think is surprising um, just because again, I'm from Peshtigo, small town, and I didn't have any friends or know anyone growing up that had a, a father who was sick or going through treatments or having surgeries, obviously being in Milwaukee by freighter and children's, it's very eye-opening. Yeah. The things that um, people are going through. So that was surprising. Still, a little surprised, but not that how many caregivers won't accept our help. <laughs> that has been, you know, eye-opening, a little disappointing, honestly, because I know there's more people even that we could have helped already that have said, no, we don't need it that badly. Give it to someone else or no, we're fine for now. Or, you know, those kinds of things. I think um, people often think caregiver is more of like a long-term thing, but even again, parents who have a newborn, I always say, you know, that's crucial that you're, that you're eating, especially mom, you know, during that, that first week or two, you know, you need a meal and you don't have time to cook. So yeah, yeah those, been, they're fun mm-hmm. times, but they're also yes, intense. Firing. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. intense, I, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and the yeah. lack of sleep for new yeah. moms and dads mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's a really cool, exactly. really cool idea. And now we're going to take just a minute for a word from one of our partner sponsors, CDR Companies. Are you looking for a way to develop yourself in 2022? Uplifting Women has the recommendation for you. CDR Assessment Group knows that only 10 to 15% of people are self-aware and that women are not reaching the levels of success that align with their true potential or goals. That's why they have worked hard to create a custom-designed coaching and development workshop for women based on their assessment results. In this workshop, they will help women become keenly self-aware, understand their relationship-building traits, and learn about the impact that risks have on their success and upward trajectory. Participants will also gain clarity on their operational and strategic capabilities that will help them reveal who they really are in a professional setting. CDR Assessment Group will share insights on how not to let risks hold you back, how to avoid underselling yourself, how to feel fulfilled and happy in your job, how to reach the level of success you're capable of, and much more. Join them on March 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for an experience that will help you shine and reach your full potential by understanding risks and how to overcome them. If you're near Houston, Texas, Register for this in-person event at CDR Info at CDRAssessmentGroup.com or by calling 832-886-4308. Be sure you tell them that Uplifting Women sent you. So this grew out of a friend who was Mm -hmm. having um, to spend time at Ronald Mm -hmm. McDonald House. But, Mm -hmm. you know, my sense is this runs a lot deeper Mm-hmm. This is kind of at the core of who you are and how mm-hmm. you were raised and mm-hmm. um, maybe even a bit of how you you um, process your dad's mm-hmm. own passing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of where passions come from, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't be passionate about something unless you've had an experience around it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, my... My dad was passionate about cooking, that's for sure. Um, he loved desserts and treats and had a big sweet tooth. So yeah, I like to honor, you know, I use a lot of his recipes and honor him that way. And then, yeah, just all the the great times that we had around my kitchen table, that 5475 number came from, you know, I, 15 years about I lived in that house in Peshtigo, uh, a meal a day, and just all the times we were able to sit around the table and share um, good memories or, you know, the not so great things that happen. And my dad was not a hospital guy at all. He often discharged himself early from many of his stays, very much a homebody, wanted that comfort uh, of being home. And a lot of it, I think, was, yeah, due to being able to cook and just enjoy a meal together and in our own space. So um, for sure. What was his favorite recipe? Mm -hmm. What was his favorite Um, recipe? Oh, that's so um, breakfast. He made breakfast all the time. um, And it wasn't just pancakes. It was everything, eggs and the meat and the hash browns, homemade hash browns, always um, sometimes pancakes and French toast. Oh my goodness. Add, you know, cinnamon rolls. We would have like as an appetizer. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, so he loved doing breakfast. He loved to grill um, any kind of yeah, burgers, steaks, and then of course, lasagna, which is what our main meal is. And he added um, pepperonis in it, um, little secret ingredients. So pizza, pizzas, lasagnas, I think were his, some of his favorites, any, anything unhealthy, pretty much carbs, breads. <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny but those are comfort foods right yeah exactly those Mm -hmm. are comfort foods yeah for sure so Mm -hmm. very nice do you get special requests for people that have special dietary needs Mm -hmm. yeah all the time um we do i use gluten-free noodle lasagna noodles that i get from amazon um if there's a gluten issue dairy-free. We just do something without cheese, obviously. Um, we've done vegetarian. So I, one of his other favorite uh, things to make was mac and cheese, you know, with a homemade sauce and everything and just do that without meat. What else have we done? We, I like doing like a chicken stir fry. Um, oh, yeah. if anyone requests like healthy, healthier, it's got, you know, veggies and rice and chicken, obviously. Um, so yeah, we definitely do our best to accommodate anybody who has the dietary needs. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to find mm-hmm. out what advice you would give to someone who is thinking about mm-hmm. starting a journey like this. Um, mm-hmm. Now that you've been in it for a mm-hmm. few years and mm-hmm. gone through a pandemic, which mm-hmm. I have to imagine Ooh, caused a little hard. bit of a shift for mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. What would you, what would you say to someone who is maybe listening to this and thinking, you know, I want to do something mm-hmm. a little bit different or maybe start my own nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say don't doubt yourself <laughs> would be my number one. Um, like I said, I I had doubts that people would would yeah give money. I had doubts we would get anyone that would need a meal. I'm like, how are we even going to find people? <laughs> so don't doubt yourself. If you think you have a good idea, go with it, run with it, right? Um, don't be afraid to be told no, I think is another big one or you're going to have stumbling blocks for sure. Um, but don't let it deter you, I guess. So I often, if there's, you know, times there are things that don't go quite as I want, I often just take a day or two and then come back and refocus and yeah, keep pushing, keep working and yeah, go for it. That's my advice. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I agree with you, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't be afraid to use connections or uh, ask for help. Again, I wouldn't have um, known about the market legal clinic had I not, you know, shared my idea or asked questions. And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up another, um, a really good point about asking for help. You know, and I find this trait often in women. That's not mm-hmm. to say it doesn't occur in men, because I, mm-hmm. I don't like to generalize that way. But women tend to um, not want to leverage their networks in in the same way as men do. Mm -hmm. And we kind of get in our own way by feeling like, oh, I I can't ask so-and-so for this. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's because of it's a worry about being indebted to them in the future or that you feel that you maybe haven't done enough for them as a friend in the past where you can ask. I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And the surprising thing that goes along with that is when we have the courage to ask for what we need, Mm -hmm. we are always surprised at the outpouring Mm -hmm. of help. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm still (laughs) surprised at, yeah, the help that I've received. So I 100% agree. Yes. Yeah, I, I I wish I had some silver bullet to help especially women get through the fear of asking for what they need. I mean, mm-hmm. I till this day, you know, I'm very aware of that mm-hmm. problem for myself. Mm-hmm. Yet, I, till this day, I still have trouble asking for what I need. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and I think that holds a lot of women back, thinking that you know I can't do this or the the self doubt, you know, mm-hmm. the imposter syndrome. Who am I? Who mm-hmm. am I? Right. Such a simple person to be able to pull this together. But just right. think if everybody took on a project like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be yeah world changing. <laughs> well, exactly, and you know mm-hmm. that's part of the message that. Kristen and I are really uh, passionate about helping women realize the power that they hold mm-hmm. if they can just get past the fear and concern and reach out to others. Because I think women love to gather together and help mm-hmm. one, lift one another yeah. up. Mm-hmm. If you just ask, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't read For minds. Sure. That's the yeah. challenge. That's the challenge. Mm -hmm. So you're a wonderful example of putting yourself out there, taking a Mm -hmm. chance, surprising yourself Mm -hmm. um, and doing really good things in the world to help Mm -hmm. people get through some challenging times, whether Mm -hmm. it's caring for an aging parent or a sick parent or Mm -hmm. a child who's ill or even just having a new baby and getting through Mm -hmm. those first few months that are so challenging. So Mm -hmm. I applaud you for... Mm having the courage to Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to go for it. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is really scary. It's not something that I ever imagined doing, but Mm -hmm. you're really making a difference, Holly. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I, one thing that I thought of was being a teacher. um, It's, I was always with a bunch of women, right. And it was such a nice atmosphere to be in where we could all help each other out and, and so I was a little nervous, yeah, leaving that and doing something on my own because I've always had, you know, three, four really close friends um, at my schools. We, you know, have been in each other's weddings and go to everybody's baby shower and wedding shower and all those times, like you said, when you gather. And yeah, I think they were surprised to hear, you know, that I started this and have been some of my biggest supporters, obviously, too. So I, I appreciate them and think, yeah, women need to do that more for each other. Yeah. Well, pinch yourself. It's real, girl. Mm-hmm. You did it. <laughs> Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah, thank um, you. It's a fabulous story. I mm-hmm. I love I love hearing um, you're putting yourself out there in the world and stepping into mm-hmm. your potential. Mm-hmm. And that's what we can all do if we support each other and mm-hmm. and raise one another up. It's not mm-hmm. about competing. It's about just right. look for other ways to to bring good things to to yeah. other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the world needs more joy. <laughs> for sure, things. for yeah. absolute sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100% agree with mm-hmm. you. We need more mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. more helping each other. So mm-hmm. I think when I reflect on the story and the impetus for what you have created and what you have built, mm-hmm. where do you see this going? So mm-hmm. let's say you hit, you know, mm-hmm. your your number yeah. and why. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yes, we've been thinking about that. So we're thinking in the next year, 
ish, 18 months, maybe that we'll have that goal um, taken care of. And um, we were lucky enough to receive a um, rather large donation just probably a month ago. This donation, they have a, an employee match, so it's going to be matched. Um, and we have this, and I, I think it's going to be used to start our next project. So my my sister actually had cancer as a teenager as well, and she and my family received a Make a Wish trip to Hawaii. And I've kind of always had that in the back of my mind too. You know, how can we provide caregivers with like a break, a trip, something like that on a smaller scale, obviously or local. And the idea of this uh, right relief retreat has kind of started been, you know, brewing. And I always have loved water and outdoor kind of activities. My house growing up was on the water. Um, and I just would love to have a place, you know, on a Wisconsin lake or somewhere where we could, um, you know, stock it with right relief food, have kids, toys and games and, you know, a boat or something and just um, send caregivers, send families, not just for kids. You know, my, I think my dad really would have enjoyed something like that. Even when he was sick, just being able to take a little getaway with my mom or something like that. And, and at no cost, you know, since caregivers really already are tight on uh, medical expenses and all that. So that's kind of our next idea. It's going to take some kind of flushing out and, you know, do we find a property? Do we build something? We rent a place, you know, do we partner looking for possibly, you know, partnerships with um, hospitals or something? Um, that's kind of, kind of where we're, where we're heading. So. Well, and you never know, uh, some of our listeners might actually yeah. have places that they would right. be willing to mm-hmm. offer up for exactly. a period of yeah. a week or a weekend to yep. help out as well. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you never know where that help will come from. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I could do this. So we could yeah, spread the word and you don't know unless we ask, right? If anybody has or knows of a place. (laughs) Absolutely. And I have every confidence you're going to make this happen because, wow, that's Mm -hmm. spectacular. You're knocking off a 10 year goal and less than five and moving on Mm -hmm. to the next thing. So, Mm -hmm. well, Holly, you are a force of nature. (laughs) I don't know about that, but. Hey, you're making it happen. You're making it happen. And Mm -hmm. um, you're a force of nature in your own way, right? Mm -hmm. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm going to make sure I keep watching what's happening with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, your website is www.therightreliefinc.org. And people can email you directly at the right relief inc at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'll also put some other links and things in the show notes if people want right. to get at some of the resources that you've mentioned. But mm-hmm. hey, wish you all the continued luck in the world. Mm-hmm. Um you probably you make your own luck. So there's no <laughs> luck there's no luck involved in it. But Continued great success, and Mm -hmm. we'll be watching to find out uh, when you pull together the right relief retreat, because uh, I'm pretty confident Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. So thanks thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to Uplifting Women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by UpliftingWomen.net as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. 
please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.